ACAST. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Pussy Power. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pussy Power. Today we're talking about... Johnny Depp, yo. And Amber Heard's divorce, divorce trial and the things we're learning from their experience. Yeah. So I haven't really watched all the clips, but I did watch some. And I did watch all the Caribbean series, so it was literally black. It was literally, <gasps> uh, I forgot his name, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it was Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to dive into this because this is one of those like, Things that just awaken you to like what really matters in life. Because these people, they have money, they're obviously rich and famous, and they're still just human. You know, their marriage fell apart. And now we're seeing them like in court. And by the way, if some of you are saying like this shit is not real, you guys are stupid if you believe this is real. I have absolutely no clue if this is real or not, or if this is just like some freaking staged up shit yeah. to cover something that's happening in the background. But let's assume it's real, and let's you know dive into what's happening there, what we can learn about it, and how we can avoid making the same mistakes that they did. Okay, well first off, don't get married unless you're really going all in with this person. Because marriage is a very sticky thing. Look at that, like even after their marriage, they can still sue each other. Yeah. So, that's one thing. It's really sad that they have to go through that, like, you know, it's... Yeah, they've been over for quite some time. Yeah. That, this case was revisited from 2016, right? It was a thing from 2016. And they can still sue each other over that. It's, I think, from Johnny Depp's perspective, his career kind of suffered because, a lot. yeah, you know, like being offered three hundred million dollars um, by Disney because they freaking rejected him the first time, and now they want him back. Like two hundred million dollars—that's not a joke. And yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't accept it. Yeah, he didn't accept yeah. it. So that like a lot of brands actually don't. Of Johnny Depp, Which is the, only, the only one that held on to him was Noir, Noir, N O I R, the Noir perfume. That Dior? was Dior. No, Noir. Dior. Dior. Sorry. Dior perfume. Yeah, was the only one that wow. didn't let him go. Wow. They were loyal to him till the end. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're talking about like a career that's been built for freaking decades and it's kind of like falling apart because of an allegation that he was abusive 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like, imagine all those time he invested with Disney, all that fun he had with them, and then after hearing this, they just drop him like a habit. Yeah, just unfortunate. But like, if we if we dissect what really happened there, we would need to go back to kind of like the history of how they started out together. Okay, I have no idea how that happened. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you know how that happened. So Johnny was with Vanessa Paradis, I think her name is, and they had kids together. They've been together for like over a decade. Whoa. Yeah. So he was kind of married, but not really married with this woman. And you know they they live like a married couple couple's life. Ten years. And then he goes to shoot this movie with Amber Heard and Sparks. So they meant uh, yeah, they what meant, movie? Um, what I have movie? no clue. What Can like, I search it up? Search like Sparks just freaking flew out of there, um, and you know if if we really wanna like go meta and see what's what's really happening, um, oh. my theory. What year did they get married? You can Google it. Okay. My theory is that. They got attracted to each other, or at least Johnny Depp got attracted to Amber Heard because she reminded him of his mother, okay. who unfortunately she's passed. pretty. You know, she's really pretty. She is. She's really freaking pretty. Anyways, Johnny's mom passed away like a year or two before they got together, so it's kind of like. Having that parental dynamic, like being like having to relive that, it's very familiar, and so we, because that's what we've experienced as children, we kind of like translate that into oh shit, I'm really attracted to this person, yeah. even though they trigger your daddy issues, your mom issues. Yeah, very familiar. It feels like home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not healthy. Yeah. And, you know, um, I guess he kind of felt like he can be himself. But the truth is, it was his non-healthy version of himself back yeah. then, the day. And, then, you know, he misses his mom. So I guess that familiarity, the feeling of homeless thing, got him attracted to her. If that is the case. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all operating <laughs> theories here. Yeah. But it's so interesting because as, just, you know... Their relationship dynamic, he allegedly was abused and he basically did not have a good relationship with his mom, or at least she wasn't oh, yeah. nice. Want to see the video? In the kitchen? Right now? And react to it? Sure. Okay. So let me show you guys. Um, I don't know if you can see it there, but it's all over TikTok. A video of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in the kitchen. Um, so they said that Johnny Depp was kind of drunk here when he went home, and they said Amber Heard set him up so that she can use it in court. Oh. But they ignore the music. Actually, Amber was laughing in the background. Didn't oh yeah, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. 
Well, if I look at this, if I look at this, I mean, okay, um, if you were a kid, maybe that would be a little scary, but knowing Johnny Depp as a very funny person, and knowing Johnny Depp as... We don't really know him, though. You just know... Yeah, I mean, I know the Jack Sparrow version of him. So if I saw him doing that... That's not him, though. That's a character. Yeah, but that's that's him, eh? So, um, but I did hear Amber Heard laughing on the background. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. So she wasn't all that scared at that it's, time. It's pretty much this dynamic of her controlling him in a way, at least that's what it seems. Because that was the dynamic Johnny had with his mom. So, you know, naturally when you have that sort of um, upbringing and whatever whatever relationship dynamic you have with your primary caregiver, that is what you get attracted to as an adult. Which is why for years I've been attracted to like older men who were emotionally unavailable. And I mean, that's why girls are attracted to older men because their dads are older men. Not really. It's more like the qualities. No, no. no. So for example, it's the dynamic. So, for example, when someone triggers, like for example, with you and your mom, how does your mom make you feel? Um, unheard. Unheard. And uh, ignored. Okay. Insignificant. Okay. And doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So your mom is super like detached towards you. Right? Yeah. So if you really think about the women you get attracted to. Not the women I fucked. Not the women you fuck. Because you can just fuck you can fuck just <laughs> about anyone when you're horny, you're right? Patient. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like think about the women you really got attracted to, like for for real, for real. Just you. And I make you feel those things sometimes. At the beginning. Yeah, I made you feel those things at the beginning, right? Or at least that's how you felt I made you feel at the beginning. So there, there is some sort of familiarity there. And as adults, we translate those traumatic experiences as attraction. Which is why Laura... That's why, girls, it's not a one-shoe-fits-all when you hear the quote, find a man that's exactly like your dad. Yeah, oh my god, no, it's I would not, not recommend that. Laura, my... Um, you should first ask yourself, is your dad responsible in his relationship? Is your dad, did your dad nurture you as you grow? Did your dad um, turn out as a model figure? And that's the same he, with your mom, right? When he treated not just his business, but his family as well. Because yeah. if you're going to find a person like your dad, when your dad is a drunkard, um, always not at home, um, all those things... That's what you're going to get, <laughs> you know? And my mom was always there, but that's the worst part. She's always there, but she's not there. She's distant. Yeah, she's distant because I guess there was this... <laughs> yeah, so she's distant, <laughs> but she's just there. Which, what I felt with her, I guess, from in, in the beginning, um, there, but distant, because she had an agenda at first. And 
it's really hard to get over that. And you were why, and you were attracted to that, yeah? Did you know why you were attracted to that? No, I didn't. You didn't. I just liked the challenge at mm. first. But it's really hard to get over that because most people when they get over something they leave the person as well. Mm. They feel like I need to get over this, I need to get over you. But they didn't do that in this relationship. I just decided to get over this but not get over you. Because mm. I saw that you're an amazing person inside. Cool. And that's what I'm attracted to. Cool. So basically, Laura, don't cut me off this time. Laura, who used to be my therapist, said that you know people when they go out and they look for a significant other or a partner or a lover, they're really just looking for their mom or their dad. <laughs> they're just looking. Uh, where are you, mom? They're just looking like, to like relive. Least, hey, we can write a book called Lost Kids in the Mall. It's about finding the wrong relationships. <laughs> it's it's about like them wanting to subconsciously, not like you know, not like people go out there and they say, "I want to be abused in my romantic relationship," but subconsciously they do this, and you know we've done it subconsciously, where we did not really intend to fall for this person, but because they made us feel a certain way. For example, a certain gentleman who I've been really fucking attracted to for the past few years. It's, it was a feeling of like, oh shit, I feel like I need to prove myself to this person. And I feel like... Same way I felt in my mind. Yeah. I have to be like a certain way for him to approve me. So it's like triggering my feelings of unworthiness and undeservingness, which was what I felt with my dad. And that was our dynamic. And again, you know, when we were kids, that was what we um, were used to and we became that that, that become became the familiar dynamic. Which is why when we're adults, like it seems like it's such a familiar feeling. So I guess Parenthood plays a big role in, yeah, your dating, in your dating life. We are attracted to um, our parents. Yeah, we are. To call, especially the dynamic we have with our parents. Yeah. And that's what we do as adults, even if it's not even good for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what so with Johnny Depp, he experienced abuse. And, you know, his mom was really nice to her. Which is exactly what happened with Amber Heard. And if you really take a look, like, if just by being an observer, and we could be wrong because we haven't really seen how they're, like, in their relationship, but just being by the observer, it looks like she has control in the relationship. You know, he seems like, he seems like a little kid, honestly, or he's just, like, playing with gummy bears in court. And, the, and he's 16. Johnny actually said that there was something when they first kissed. So there was definitely attraction there. And here's the fucked up part. Like, the more feelings of, like, trauma and the more familiar that um, dynamic is with, like, whoever, with whoever you're dating or whoever your partner is, the greater the attraction. So it's like the more red flags they have, the more yeah, attracted you that's feel. That's true. Have you noticed that most of the red flags people create are actually the same things that their parents are doing to them that they didn't like? 
Yeah. But they are still attracted to. They, yeah, subconsciously. Yeah. And when you're not aware that you know these dynamics are what caused you to like seek an unhealthy relationship dynamic now sure. as an adult it pretty much repeats itself and it becomes a pattern yeah. and it, you're just attracting like a different person but like you have the same relationship dynamic with that yeah. person like i guess if the father and the mother treats their, their kids well, um, attends to their needs, and also gives them the right amount of space for their kids to grow, the children will find that familiarity attractive, and they'll actually be able to, you know, bigger are the chances where they'll actually find a healthy partner to be with. Yeah. Yeah. So, dating. In the dating books needs to talk about parenthood. They do, actually. Yeah. They do. Really about trauma. So here's the thing about um, just going going with your hormones and going with where awesome sex is or where the attraction is. If you're looking for like sparks and whatever, go ahead. Go trigger your mommy daddy issues. Like awesome. If it works for you, right? If it gives you orgasms, awesome. But if we talk about someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you might want to take a step back yeah so um, don't just go for what the hormones tell you because again hormones are just momentary yeah they they just come out and then they're gone and once they're gone once you're left with you know the rubbit the 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 what's that term the you know when buildings collapse with the rubble once you're left with the rubble you realize you're not where you want to be actually you're not yeah. where you're healthy and exactly and then because you realize that you're not in the relationship that's healthy for you you seek out that hormonal launch again you go into fights with him again you go into this awesome sex with him again and then after all that you go back into your own space and you realize am i really where i want to be it's a fucking dysfunctional mess yeah and you know what what's crazy about that is because they are indeed the trauma givers and exactly what embodied your parents the fact that you stayed with your parents for years can make you stay with them for years. Yeah, so true. Yeah, because you survived it for years. You could, you could get used to it. You could get used to the trauma. You could get used to the unhealthiness that's, that's, that it's giving to you. So I was re- reading on the case, or about the case. Johnny, so they, they, they were asking Johnny Depp why the fuck he stayed with her for so long when she was abusive oh. manipulative years. Years too? Yeah, years. Yeah, I guess. Well, he stayed with his mom for years. Yeah, well, that's because he he said it's because he saw his dad stay with his mom for years. Wow. You just said what I just said. Yeah. So it's it's also like, (laughs) what example did your parents leave for you? And do you want to follow that example? Exactly. But so yeah, this so actually this goes back to those things where nice guys and bad guys. I don't think that's the case. It ha- actually goes back down to daddy and mommy issues. I mean, girls don't go for the nice guys. Girls go. Well, for it's the because bad guys. it's because not 
everyone has the privilege of growing up with a dad who... Exactly, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. That, that it also boils down to that, to parent issues. Yes, exactly, but we're talking about like why Johnny stayed with her for years. He mm. said it's because he saw yeah. his dad stay with his mom for years. True. So it's also about the example that was set out for him. Yeah, and the fact that my parents always, you know, cheated on each other, pretended, lied on each other. That's like the model that I saw that every yeah. relationship would end up. That's why I've always cheated. I always find a backup plan. Not having a backup, a back out plan for me was scary for me. Because mm -hmm. I know that if things go to hell, like, I'm the only one without a ladder, live without an exit. So I have to find an exit in every relationship. And that exit could be cheating, chatting with other girls. So that gives me a rope knowing that yeah. if this goes on, I have a rope. There it is yeah. right here. And that's because that was how I saw marriages. That's how I reacted to every relationship. Maybe if my parents were loyal, um, there for each other, enduring. And if there were wrongs, they would apologize right nicely. And then they would talk to us more often about relationships, right? Then I'd have more confidence and trust in relationships as well. Yeah. You see, the more trust you have, the more patience you get in every relationship. And when you have more trust and more patience, there's more room for mistakes that can be forgiven. If you have less trust, there's lesser patience. Yeah. And then there's less room for mistakes yeah. that can be made. If you have no trust, you have no patience, no room for mistakes. Like, good luck. If there's one thing that goes wrong, conflict, fights, yeah. over and over. All's go, all goes back to how they see their parents. Yeah. And how, what example was it out for them? Which is exactly why, um, you know, touching back on having daddy or mommy issues when that's not observed, when you're not aware, that that is what's driving you to be attracted to a certain person. You really do not see the person for who they are. Like you don't see that they're batshit crazy. Or if you do see that they're batshit crazy, it's like, I mean, that, that's normal. Because that was what you were used to. Even though it's like, you know, poop on your bed level. <laughs> no, literally like there was a photo of Johnny Depp finding poop on his bed. Yeah, and yeah, Amber actually admitted to that. Wow. Yeah, she admitted and she said it was just a cruel joke. And then every time, did you know that every time they get out of the courthouse, fans would be out there waiting for them? And then every time Amber goes out, fans would be like, why did you have to poop on the bed? And Amber would just actually laugh it off while walking towards the car. Yeah, so that's the thing. If you're looking for someone to spend the rest of your fucking life with... And someone no. just poop on the bed. Yeah, that too. And... You know, ask yourself, do you really want to constantly relive the, the trauma that you had with your primary caregiver, with your mom, with your dad? Yeah, and even if you've gotten over it, traumas are, have this ability to reactivate themselves. So even if you feel like you've gotten over your daddy issues, but you hook up with a guy that triggers them, they reactivate. They come back at you. So, okay, we talked we talked about what causes this. Now, how do we not step in the same puddle 
that caused this whole trial to begin with. Um, first and foremost, I think it starts with self-healing. Self-healing. Yeah, that's a, that's gonna take a while, by the way, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you need like a six month. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's why it's important to have self-work. Yeah. A therapist, a consultant, whatever you call it, a shrink, call it whatever. But it's really important to talk to experts about these things and help uh, manage it. Yeah. You know. And I think like. The, 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 the gift that self-healing allows us to have, obviously it starts with awareness of, okay, I have these issues. I'm attracted to these kinds of people because this is what I experienced as a child. And it's not easy to get over that. Yeah, it is, it's not, which is what why it's not, which is why you seek professional help. And it starts with knowing that Okay, you're set up this way because of your upbringing, but there's also light at the end of the tunnel because you don't have to stay there. You don't have to keep attracting these people, which is ultimately the gift of self-healing. It allows you to break the negative patterns, break the things that you know caused your life to be fucking miserable. And relationships play such an important role in our lives, you know, that's the fucking human being that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, that you stood at the altar with, yeah. and now you find out that they're fucking narcissistic, and they have a fucking personality disorder, which, by the way, is not something we, you know, um, use to vilify people, but it's also like, when because like he was kind of so attracted to who she was, she, he failed to see who she really was as a person and whether or not yeah. that was good for him in the first place. And remember, people are not defined by your trauma response. Your trauma response makes him look attracted, attractive, but they're defined by their actions. Yeah. So ask yourself, what are they doing so to true. you right now? Oh God, so true. That's what really defines them. Sometimes, you know, we look at them through a lens of trauma response. Oh, she's attractive. Oh, he does this to me. Oh, so hot. Yeah. But if you remove that lens, yeah. see exactly what he's doing. Yeah. That's what he is. So, to yeah. close, Matthew Hussey said, How you feel about a certain person shouldn't be the metric where, like, that's your deciding factor, whether or not this person is, like, the right or die for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's how do they make you feel? So for example, mm. I wasn't really attracted to you at first because you weren't triggering my daddy issues. I didn't feel like I had to prove myself mm. to you and just felt like we were equals. It was like, it was, it was uh, like, I don't know how we had such good sex, but we did, thankfully. Um, but you didn't really trigger over that issues. But here's the thing, here's the thing, right? How I felt about you wasn't like this, oh my god, so much sparks going off in my vagina, holy fucking shit, I'm so like turned on at first. But how you made me feel was you made me feel really safe. You made me feel that you're 
love isn't conditional to, you know, whether or not I achieved something. Like, I, I didn't feel like it had to be someone else or achieve something to deserve the love that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most people miss, is yeah. that they base their decisions so much on how do I feel about this person versus how does this person make me feel. Oh, I get it. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. True. So, thanks for watching this episode of Pussy Power. We hope you liked it. And I will see you on the next one. Rock and roll, guys. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.